Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Pass me the tissues. <laughs> You're all snotty, aren't you? Oh, oh hey. No one ever tells you that when you become a parent, you basically just pick up super bugs mm. every five five minutes. I, I feel know. like I just get over one thing and then I get another thing. But it's worse when they go back to school, right? Of course. I know. I know. I feel like we had it like a couple of, well, last week really. And it's yeah. just kind of like, it's, you know, it's just, we're just coming out of it. But yeah, you do forget. I'm actually really surprised Gigi hasn't picked anything up. Let me touch wood. Oh my God, why did I just say that? <laughs> Shit, why on earth Sucker. did I just say that? What an idiot. God. And then when you've got more than one kid, one gets it and yeah. then they just get over it. Then the other one comes back yeah. with it. So you're just like, uh, but anyway, it's fine. I've actually got quite a chill day at home today. So I'm feeling like there's the, the guys are upstairs doing the bathroom, finishing it off, which is very exciting. More bathroom <laughs> updates to come. Um, so I'm just hiding in the sitting in the sitting room and I'm just going to get into my comfies and I'm just going to get onto the sofa for a few hours in the middle of the day yeah sometimes you have to do that don't you like sometimes you have to just allow yourself to just like relax and top top yourself up and get yeah. better we were talking about this earlier on weren't we George like yeah. how is James when you get sick no like dreadful <laughs> I honestly I actually say to him a lot that when he was born he was missing the em- the empathetic empathetic chromosome like he doesn't have one like Mm. at all so if i'm ill it almost pisses him off (laughs) i know exactly what you're saying it's almost like when you call your boss to tell them you've got diarrhea and they're like oh for fuck's sake yeah yeah it's like that yeah, how's how's Dos been? <laughs> I mean, exactly the same. It's it's funny, isn't it? Like, I think they almost act more like a dick when they know you're sick. Yeah, it's like, oh, I tell you what, I'm just going to make your life harder, and I'm going to be a bit mean to you, and then I'm going to fuck off to the gym for three hours. So you have to do bedtime, <laughs> bath time, dinner time for all three of them, and do it again in the morning. It's like, did this happen to you? <laughs> Speaking hypothetically, of course. <laughs> anyway, oh. it's fine. It's just the difference between men and women. We go into overdrive and make sure that everybody feels okay, apart from us. They go I know. to the gym. What is that? I don't know. Is that? I, I really don't. Maybe it's because it, he's rubbish with the 
kids being ill as well. It's just because he has a penis. So I can't be doing with it. It's like, it, it's an inconvenience yes. to, to him. What is that? Which is weird because he is quite an empath. I don't know if, if anybody listening is 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 understanding that. So like, you know, like if, if any of us get sort of hurt or if we back, you know, he's there for cuddles and hugs and stuff. But when it comes to sickness, I think it's because his mum was a teacher and he never he had, had a day school. off school. I was going to say, I so James isn't even there if you hurt yourself. He's just <laughs> like, no, he's just not at all. Like just not a no sympathy, no, nothing. And I do think he's one of four and like he just, they probably didn't even notice when he was ill by that yes, point. Yes, that's exactly like, what it is. Oh, you just need to get up and go. But I do think having a penis does. Having a penis yeah, is thing. Yeah. When are we moving into our women's retreat where we love and look I after one another? I know, I know. Do you know what? It is weird because men and women, like, well, the ones we know, are very different. And it's weird that we have to live together. <laughs> Like, it's weird. Like, we are, like, honestly, I've had so much this week where I've been like, I don't understand you. Like, I don't get you. Like, I've had a lot this week. Oh, I'm going to be home early. I really need an early night. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Me too. I really need an early night. And then at, like, six o'clock, I'm going to be really late. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But I wonder if same-sex couples have this. This, so yeah, I wonder maybe. if it is. I yeah. wonder if it's just people that cohabit, or whether yes. it's to do with the sexes. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure it out. But answers on a postcard, kids. If you can give us any um, insight into what's going on in our marriages, that would be great. Amazing chat we've got coming up today. We need to get into it, Georgia. I really enjoyed this one. Oh, me too. And I love like we have a little trip down memory lane, kind of reliving the newborn days. I really enjoy it when we have someone on who's like going through it because yeah. I. Feel think you come away from it I've come away from it feeling like oh like warm and fuzzy but also like realizing how each stage comes with its own challenges and how you overcome them and almost like find going back and finding like the joy in those those times as well yeah I just yeah I really loved our guest as well because she was brilliant and very honest yeah very honest which is what you know we only ever really ask for that when people come onto the podcast but I I I, I took away quite a lot from it I like you know, potentially you can look at somebody, you know, like our guest and think that their life is, you know, in inverted commas, perfect. And we've watched her on television for such a long time, seeing the highs and the lows. But if you haven't ever watched the show that she was on, the Instagram stuff kind of maybe gives you a a false idea on like, you know, struggles and highs and lows Mm. and stuff. And she's talking, she talked to us a lot in detail about, you know, the mum shaming that she's received and how it actually impacts her. And Mm. also how she feels that she can't necessarily show when she's been having a bad day because she doesn't want to moan about parenting and it's like mm. you know you this is the same with light and dark with crying yeah. and laughter like it, you can't have one without the other this is a yeah. whole look at your entire life exactly. um so I, I think as much as we took out t- took out of it hopefully you know she she took a few takeaways as well it was a beautiful chat and actually since our conversation george her sister has announced her pregnancy yeah i know and it was interesting because she didn't mention her at no. all during this chat so I have a sneaky suspicion she probably knows don't say it 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 yeah (laughs) then it just comes out so Georgia let's get into it who are we chatting to today we are chatting to the absolute legend Tiffany Watson very excited for this chat today joining us on the podcast Tiffany Watson yay 
thank you so much for coming on. How, like, how's your morning been? I feel like Zara and I are so far away from you in parenting at the moment. So remind us, how, what's it like with a little teeny one? Every day is so different. I mean, t- this morning's actually been really nice because I've had my mum staying. So I actually left Jude with her and I went and got my eyebrows done. So that was nice. Oh, wow. a really nice treat. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yesterday morning, completely different. I was like on the budget is. So yeah, literally every day is different, I find. Today's a good day. Is being a mum everything that you thought it was going to be? No, it's like so completely different to what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was saying this to Cameron the other day. I was like, when I was pregnant, I had this like vision of me pushing the pram with with our baby and walking our dog and I had like a nice coffee in my hand and it was like really cute and peaceful and then last week I was like okay I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go for a nice walk with the dog and the reality was my dog ran away from me in the park then Jude started like hysterically screaming in the pram and then my coffee was spilling because it was in like the pram cup holder <laughs> and I was going along the cobbles and it was like spilling everywhere and I was like this is not what I had in mind like it's just not the um the like pretty picture I had in my in my mind did you share it on Instagram though you have to share those moments on Instagram to make us feel better I know Tara was like you need to share that on Instagram that you thought like this and then the reality is so different I was like I know I will at some point but I don't want it's hard of Instagram you don't want to like complain because obviously there's so many people out there who are like struggling with fertility and stuff and I've you know I had problems myself and I found it hard when I saw people complaining but then when you are in the thick of it like it is nice to sort of share that it is really hard and yeah. you're not the only person finding it hard so I don't know it's hard to get that balance of like not seeming ungrateful but also not being like my life's so easy and amazing yeah it is and I think it's sometimes it's just like giving little snippets of reality yeah and you know not not complaining but just showing the, the truth and yeah, that, you exactly. know this is how it is yeah. you just mentioned that you had some fertility issues do you want to just take us back to that point two years ago about and then um yeah I suffered miscarriage at like six and a half weeks but it was a missed miscarriage so I didn't find out until nine weeks I decided to book in for like a private scan um just because I had this really horrible feeling I had no like symptoms that I was having a miscarriage but I just had this weird feeling and I was like I just want to get a scan because obviously on the NHS you don't get your first scan until 12 weeks and I was like this just seems like really far long time to wait it they you know showed that there was no heartbeat and that the baby had stopped growing around six six and a half weeks and I really like was really really shocked I kind of didn't really know anything about miscarriage and obviously since then I've learned so much about it how common it is and yeah it just it really like shocked me I I said guess I was quite naive and I thought like that will never happen to me like my mum never had anything like that and um and I kind of it made me really anxious in my pregnancy like I was very very scared in the first trimester that something was going to go wrong and then even I kept thinking when I get when I get to this point like I'll be able to relax I want to get to like the 20 week scan and it all goes well then I'll be able to relax and every time I got to that milestone then I'd be like oh actually when I get to this milestone then I'll relax and then I kind of realized I was probably going to be quite anxious the whole way through because of what yeah. happened. How, how were those weeks after you found out that you'd that you'd miscarried? Yeah, hard, really hard. I mean, I kind of, I don't think I properly, I kind of just busied myself, which is kind of the personality that I have because I'd we'd got engaged sort of around similar times. So I kind of busied myself with like planning my wedding and not really thinking about it too much. But as soon as I got married, I was like oh my god I'm so scared because 
I was so scared of it happening again. And I don't know, I just, it just instills this massive fear in you. And it, it compl- I, I personally think it completely changes you as a person, um, changes your outlook on pregnancy, motherhood, everything. In, in what way? Because of the fear, Tiffany? Because of the fear? Yeah, I guess the fear and also just, it kind of, I, it made you think, it made me think like, the, the things that I thought were important and not important like with a pregnancy I was like oh a baby shower and like a gender reveal and things like that and I was like, actually the most important thing is that you've got like a healthy baby mm. 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 yeah to- like totally do you did you receive any support you know after you'd been told that you'd miscarried was there any support there in a you know from medical professionals no nothing it was I mean, the NHS are really good and then they they were really lovely. But I mean, it was very much like, uh, you know, I had the treatment to sort of operation and then I and then that yep. didn't work. So then I did the pills. But then after that, there was no there was no like further calls or checks or anything. Um, and I really had to kind of do the research on my own to kind of find out what was the next step. When would I get my period mm. back? And like was this normal was and it, yeah I, I learned so much I, even my mum was like had no idea about any of it and um, mm. I just think you're not taught anything about it unless it happens to you and even then when it happens to you I think you have to find out on your own yeah and also the language around it as well you know if you yeah. do share it with people is oh you know oh it happens to so many people and it's so common and you yeah. know nobody is I think more now than ever before but maybe historically people couldn't sit in that pain with you and didn't know what to say or didn't know yeah. how to support because it wasn't a subject that was spoken about in our parents generation so exactly I, I would have no idea if my mother had a miscarriage or not I've never asked her we never spoke about it so mm. I think it's really brave that you're having these conversations on platforms like this because yeah with the more we talk about about it like this the more educated we can become exactly. did you speak about it on social media yeah, I, I spoke about it on Made in Chelsea and then I um I did speak about it on social media as well. And, you know, I get even today I get daily messages from girls saying they're going through the same thing and, you know, what advice and like you know, if friends that have uh, it's happened to friends of mine and they've messaged me because I just think that, you know, it's so nice that there is now the conversations that are happening and you're, you don't feel so alone because mm-hmm. I definitely remember when it happened to me all I wanted to know was other people's experiences of it and I and it made me feel so much better when I was which sounds horrible but it's, it made you feel better to know you weren't the only person that it happened to and, mm-hmm. and other people had gone through it and yeah I remember speaking to a friend of mine who I knew had it had happened to her and she helped me so much so yeah whenever people message me about it on Instagram I do try and respond and like you know offered them advice in the best I yeah. can were you looking for like any kind of explanation as to what you yeah. know why it happened yeah definitely and I remember speaking to my dad or oh, he'll probably get really upset that I say this but he was like why do you think that happened like what well, you're probably a bit stressed at the time or something and I was like no dad, that's like, not helpful that's, dad yeah <laughs> and also I was like that's not why you have a miscarriage like that's just not the reason um but yeah you definitely like search for a reason to like explain it to yourself like why it's happened Mm. what impact did it have on your husband yeah he was very upset and he was like it's probably the hardest thing I've gone through because I've never really experienced like loss before um he's actually very good at like talking about his feelings and be and being very like open so yeah he didn't like go all quiet or anything but he just said mainly that he was worried about me and just wanted to make sure that I was Mm -hmm. okay yeah Mm. It's really interesting, you know, you said before about it kind of changing your perspective on, you know, motherhood and everything, because 
my mum actually had quite a few miscarriages before she had me. And she, I think I maybe oh, wow. knew. I don't think I knew like loads about it. I sort of did know. But she said that when I was pregnant, she no, she didn't tell me this till like a long, you know, a long time after. But she said she was almost felt like she was holding her breath really? throughout all of my pregnancies because she sort of didn't want to she was really excited to you know in front of me and like never let on at all but she did say you know like I, I did feel like I was holding my breath throughout yeah. the whole oh, of, you know your pregnancy because your yeah and I don't but it, you know I think that they are th- it is something that does stay with you yeah definitely definitely does. and it's why it's important for people who have been through it to keep you know keep talking about it definitely the worst thing you can do is feel like feel embarrassed about it or not want to talk about it because I just think that make you feel even more alone mm. um so so you've had you've had this tragedy and then you're picking yourself up and, and trying to crack on with your life what does the next road to pregnancy look like for you I was obviously not on contraception and then was using flow and then what's flow uh like a tracker for your you put in when your period is and then it kind of predicts when your next period is and your first okay. days but to be honest Cameron was very much like to me I don't want to become like obsessive about it I don't want to like yeah do any of that stuff um because I remember because he was obsessed with going in the sauna and I was like I don't think that's very good for sperm and he was like no I'm not going to become like this obsessive couple <laughs> he's like <laughs> we can't do this we can't do that yeah. Um, and then to be fair, like it did happen very quickly for us. Um, and yeah, I just, my period was a few days late. And so I took the test on my own and then I told him later that day. And it was like, obviously he's, I'm really happy, but obviously we're both like, hope it, you know, I hope it's all right this time. Were you more sort of cautious about telling people the second time? Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't tell. Oh. I didn't tell anyone until I was like 14 weeks quite late but that was like when and I only told like very close family then and then got to a point where I was really not able to hide it very easily um but honestly at one point I was like Cameron I don't want to I just want to like not announce it on Instagram and then just be like surprise everyone yeah (laughs) maybe um because I just felt this really like this massive pressure I was really scared to announce but then I actually, Cameron, at one point was like, you've just got to do it now because you're kind of hiding away and it's not good. And then when I did Mm. announce, I felt a lot better. Um, Mm. But I was glad I waited. Well, it's got to work for you, hasn't it? You can't be led by anybody else. It's got to feel like the right moment for you. Um, You mentioned, obviously, you know, the anxiety and feeling kind of worried through your pregnancy. But what, what was the rest of it like for you? Did you have any morning sickness? No, I was really lucky. I didn't have any morning sickness. Um... And I was quite, yeah, I was quite lucky with like the symptoms. I feel like just, you know, really tired, um, but I didn't, and I kind of went off healthy food for the first bit. Oh yeah, we all did that. <laughs> yeah, I knew what Mashed beige. potatoes, beige, sweets, beige, 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 yeah, beige, beige. beige and chocolate. And I'm not really a massive chocolate lover normally. So it was like, I suddenly became obsessed with eating chocolate, but I found it fine to be honest. I was like, I just, towards like the end, it was, hard I feel like the last bit really dragged for me and I was like yeah I just felt really uncomfortable so it was like a massive heat wave in England and I was like oh, oh god was like so happy and I was like no <laughs> <laughs> 
Where's the rain? Yeah. <laughs> and what what about what about your birth? We love a birth story on here. So please yeah, tell us. So um I actually got induced, which I know is like a kind of controversial thing, but I was six days no, five days late and they said to me I could get induced. So I was like, Yeah, I wanna I wanna do it. Um I was very much like I just wanna I want to have this baby now and um yeah. it was a very long process <laughs> I was in the hospital for like 26 hours before he was born so it was long but um the team were amazing and yeah I'm trying to god do you know it's like I wrote it all down when it yes. happened because otherwise you just forget it's so yeah. weird yeah. I have a theory that it comes back to you after a while so you you, you can't obviously when you're in it you're like oh my god mm. I'm never going to forget any of this and then yeah. you have the baby and then you spend the next three six months trying to get your head around being a mother and then the memories of it start coming back it will come back to you I think yeah no I, I just feel like it's this one big blur but I did write a, a lot of it down I don't want to forget this um but yeah I got induced and that kind of they did the whole the pessaries and checked me in six hours nothing had really changed so I was like okay and they're like we're going to do the pessaries again and then check you again in six hours and then at that point I'd started having a few contractions but it wasn't really anything major and then they're like right we're going to put you on the oxytocin drip if you're happy with that oh yeah oh yeah um and then they said we really recommend having an epidural because this will get really painful. So I was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. I wasn't like anti-epidurals. So I was like, yeah, definitely. I'm give up it to that. me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me the epidural. <laughs> and then um, they that was around midnight. And then they said like, try and get some sleep. And we'll, you know, they kept checking on me in the night. And then in the morning, I could hear them kind of chatting to each other, being like, oh, this is good. This is good. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And then the nurse came in and checked me and she's like, you're four centimetres. And I was like, no, no. how is oh, this God. possible? <laughs> <laughs> I think then they started getting a little bit worried because my temperature was rising and they were worried I was getting an infection and baby's heartbeat was dropping when I would lie on my back. Um, but when I lay on my side, the epidural wasn't working on the other side. So it was like quite painful. Ugh. I know. I was like, oh gosh, what's... Uh, it's like I was totally fine with the idea of having a c-section but I think when you've been in hospital for that long and then you're like mm-hmm. do all of this and then to end up having an emergency c-section would be a shame so but I was equally like doesn't matter like as long as he's here healthy then that's all that matters and then they're like right we're going to do one final check um before we kind of make a decision and then they were like oh you're fully dilated and I was like how has that happened oh, wow. from four centimeters to ten centimeters in two hours I don't know how that had happened um but they're like we can do this we can do uh you know vaginal birth so I was like oh my god amazing but then they got in the consultant and she was like I'd like to use the the Is it called um, a Vontus? the Vontus. So because of the temperature rising they didn't want yeah. me if I did have an infection they didn't want me passing it on to the baby so they used the Vontus, um and I pushed for 10 minutes and then he was out wow wow yeah so it's very long but then very quick at the end yeah. do you know what though it's so good to hear like positive stories about induction mm. because I think I mean I've told this story lots of times but when I went to NCT they put like induction and epidural in red on the board like it was a underlined bad thing to do and I did both like when I had my first and I think that 
I mean, I'm one of these people that they say that's the bad thing to do, and I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. So it didn't, it didn't work like that <laughs> Just with me because you don't want me to do it. I'm going to do it, all right? But you know, like for a lot of people, I think that actually adds to the like yeah. to, to the you know the fear. And we all know that we're not supposed to feel stressed when we're in labour, but that's obviously easier said than done. Um, so it's great. I think it's so good yeah. when you hear kind of a really like it sounds like a really controlled induction. You know? Yeah, and I I shared my birth story on YouTube, and like I, you know, I got a lot of comments being like can't believe you're sort of advocating inductions blah 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 oh, but then I also God, I shut know, up <laughs> honestly and oh, I God. also got a lot of girls being like thank you so much it's so nice to hear a positive birth story because I feel like all I hear are horror birth stories and I was like yeah. I know I felt the exact same that's why I, I chose not to tune into any and also what is it with people telling you their horror birth stories when you're just about to go like you're, you're so close to giving birth I'm like I don't need to hear that I remember getting acupuncture a few days before in the hopes that that would bring on my labor and the acupuncturist decided to tell me her horror birth story and I was like I'm literally like four days overdue please can you not tell me this oh, yeah exactly. there's a time and a place for a horror birth story because yeah. I yeah. feel like I feel like people lied to me my entire pregnancy I feel like I did not even remotely understand that there could be anything other than what I had thought was going to happen during my labor. Yeah. I was going to birth in the water pool that there's going to be, Enya was going to be playing in the background with all my scents and candles. And in reality, it was an absolute shit show. <laughs> and I was like, so shocked afterwards going to all my friends, like, what the fuck didn't you tell me the truth? You fucking yeah. lied to me. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. I guess you can't win either way. Can you? Cause you can be like, why didn't you tell me? And then you can be like, why are you scaring me? So yeah. Yeah. yeah I no, think you it's can't that win. balance again, isn't it? Of like reality but also I think there's a line between scaremongering and then just giving people the facts yeah. like you know you don't have to tell someone like oh my god it was horrific I was in labor for four days oh, la, la. you don't have to say that to someone who's just about to give birth but you can say oh we you know when I had Luna I had I had to have this and this and this and just yeah. like present the facts yeah which is fine I think you know being yeah, informed definitely. is a good thing I think yeah definitely it's good to be informed because you don't want to be making like big decisions whilst you're in the hospital in the moment I just think yeah it's good to know to know all the options we'll be right back after this short break even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Are you a natural born mother? Like, do you, did you hold Jude and think, I know what I'm doing. I feel like I've got this. Or has it been ups and downs for you? I think initially it felt so natural and it just, yeah, it felt like 
I knew what I was doing and then I think about a week in I was like I don't know what I'm doing here like I you're crying and I don't know why and 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 I kept being like to my mum like my mum came and helped me a lot which was amazing I just kept being like oh but what happens if he cries and she was like babies cry it's fine like you need to stop panicking and I think yeah I didn't really do a lot of research not that I think that can really prepare you but a weekend I was like I really don't know what I'm doing and this is really scary but then I think you do just your natural instincts do just play a massive part and I remember mm. one of the nurses saying to me because I was like what's what's your advice and she was like don't listen to other people like your natural instincts will kick in when mm. you need to make a decision about something and I think that is so true mm. what sort of things have surprised you the most I know every baby's different but with Jude he really likes to refuse going to sleep even when he's so overtired and I didn't know that was a thing overtiredness no I'm just I I still don't understand how like (laughs) that even works it still works in children like with older children yeah once they're overtired they then can't sleep you're like yeah I know I'm like if you're tired go to sleep just go to sleep yeah Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go to sleep um, so I think that was the biggest thing. I think initially as well with the cluster feeding, I did not realise it would be as much as it was. I felt like I, at, there was one point when I was just breastfeeding 24-7 and I was like, whoa, I did not realise it would be this mm. intense. Um, I thought it would be hard, but I didn't realise it would be as hard as I found it. Um, so I think those are two massive surprises to me. How, how has your breastfeeding adventure been? And are you still doing it? Yeah, I'm still breastfeeding. Um, and I'm really enjoying it now, actually. I think oh, the amount of times I said to Cameron, I can't do this. And, you know, he was so like, easy going. He's like, well, we don't, you don't have to. Like, we, you know, you can stop at any point. But I really wanted to, and I knew I could stop at any point and I could make a you know, change, but I really wanted to sit with it. Um, just like kind of my gut feeling was like, I want to sit with this. And now I do find I've like found a rhythm with it and it seems a lot easier, but I, that initial stage, oh my God, that I oh found that so hard. I know. I, I remember looking down at my nipples at one point because my daughter's seventh birthday today. So I've been feeling really nostalgic oh. about the last seven years. And that's also how Georgia and I met. And there's just a lot of like happy, you know, crazy memories. And I was thinking about breastfeeding and I remember looking down at my nipples and they looked like the slots on the on a post box. They were so thin and they didn't look like nipples. They looked like slits. And I remember thinking, this is not fucking right. And they keep telling me to feed through it. And I was like, I want my round nipples back. Like it was so, it was so hard. Oh my God. I think my boobs are completely ruined to be honest. Like honestly, he like, yeah, no, they're, they are wrecked, but (laughs) (laughs) honestly, we're laughing now. do you think you'll carry on doing it yeah I do actually I kind of my initial goal was like six months he's three months now I'm just gonna see how it goes like hair by ear yeah for now I feel like I'm gonna continue I'm also pumping which really helps because giving me a little bit of freedom freedom back because if I want to go do something then I can pump and then you know my mom or Cameron can give him the bottle and he is taking the bottle which I'm really happy about oh that's great yeah it's yeah. really good we actually had a night nurse for the first time uh last week I kind of didn't think this properly through but obviously I pumped for her and then I woke up in the morning and my boobs were in so much agony yeah. and were literally lumpy rocks and I was like oh no 
is I hadn't breastfed from like nine until five in the morning and I was like what oh no I forgot about this (laughs) oh god did um did you always plan to have a night nurse because when I had Axel my first I didn't even know they existed like I literally didn't know anything about them well I knew about them because my um stepmom and my dad actually used one and a few people I know have used them but I didn't think I would but then I kind of I couldn't have imagined doing it right at the start but then I got to the point where I was like god I would just love like a, like one night of like solid sleep so I um used someone that my friend recommended who'd also used her and I kind of thought I would be really like, I'd really enjoy it but I actually just felt really anxious the whole way through so I was like oh Did you? yeah mm. Cameron was like what is the point of spending all this money and you're not even like enjoying it I don't know I just we started watching Man on Fire me and Cameron and I don't know if you guys have seen that film but it's oh I love one of my favorite movies yeah and it's Denzel and then I was like oh no I don't know I was just I was a crazy lady I was like this yeah no I don't know I don't know if I'll do it again I mean it was great for the sleep but although I feel like I kept waking up anyway because I'm so used to waking up so mixed reviews but I mean some people absolutely love it yeah I remember the feeling of not have had having any sleep for like 11 weeks or whatever and my mum coming down to stay and being like I'll take Axel for you and uh, I mean I slept like a log my husband actually didn't sleep did he not (laughs) no I did this is classic then by the way yeah and he didn't sleep but I don't know I do I really don't know if that was because it was my mum yeah, and it yes. was yeah. If it was my mum, I would sleep like a log. I need to convince my mum to do that. Um, <laughs> I think if it was someone who, you know, I've never used before, and I just yeah, the anxiety was not good. But I definitely think if it was my mum, but I also think my mum maybe if it if he was like not going down, I think she probably can't to me. Like Tiff, yeah. Can you do this for me? Can you sort this out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I really want to talk to you about your life online. Um, obviously, before you had your children, it's one thing. And now you've yeah. had your baby. I imagine it turns into something else. So I'd love to yeah. sort of talk to you about, you know, potentially, obviously, some of the comments that you've received and how that yeah. impacts you on a day to day basis with your with your mental health now that you're you're a new mum. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there who want to tell you that you're doing something wrong. That does give me anxiety, especially as a first time mum, because I'm like, oh, maybe they know better than me, because maybe they've got lots of kids and, and I'm a first time mum and maybe I am doing this wrong. So that is really hard. Um, and I'm trying to be a bit more, I don't want to not share things, but then I equally don't want people telling me off for things. Because <laughs> yes. if I've had lack of sleep, I actually replied to one woman the other week and I was like, you do your thing and I'll do mine. And then she was like, wow, your comments made me cry. And I was like, oh God, I'm sorry, but your comments made me upset too. And I was like, I think we're both just sleep deprived mums who need to not, like, you need to, I wish you hadn't sent me that comment trying to tell me what to do. And maybe I shouldn't have replied and snapped back. But I... Oh, wow. Is that what happened? That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So she said to you, your comments have made me cry. But initially, wow. So she did you did me, you come... I think you're, I've got a baby the same age as yours. I think he's not got enough clothes on. He's too cold. And I just replied. And it was like a really hot day. And I was like, he's fine. Can, I, can you just focus on your baby and I'll focus on mine? And then she was like, wow, I was only trying to help. That comment's really made me cry today. I'm not having a good day. And I was like, 
okay, well, oh, your comment hasn't helped me either. Did you yeah. did you respond and say that to her? Well, your comment hasn't yeah, helped me. Yeah, I just yeah. I just said I you know I didn't mean to upset you, but you know I I'm getting a lot of people telling me what to do, and it's it's really not. I, I'm finding it hard. Yeah. So yeah, I think I didn't realize it would be like that again, naive. But um, people like to tell you what to do online. But then also equally, I did a Q and A yesterday, and I said that. Jude's not in a routine yet and I said he's not slept through the night yet and so many lovely comments being like totally normal please yeah. don't stress about it and I was like god mm. they've all made me feel so much better because I've been stressing a lot about the fact that we don't have a routine and and also being like oh my god he's meant to be sleeping through the night and he's not and all these people that I meet babies are sleeping through the night so that actually made me feel really good so there's two sides to oh it. don't tiff little yeah, little jimmy little good. jimmy is always going to be sleeping through sleeping the night through before the night. jude yeah and it's going to it's going to get me, equally more annoying the people's kids who are sleeping through the night will not tell you if you're i had my second Gigi was an amazing sleeper okay absolutely i didn't tell anybody because i because almost you're like not an arsehole who like yeah but so many i feel like, like, <laughs> yes. like I, I met this girl the other day and was like my baby sleeps 10 hours every night and it's the same age and I'm like cool I don't need to know that did you say yeah but yeah. you're still an asshole <laughs> but you're an arse yeah but you're an asshole <laughs> do you feel the pressure though of a like of a routine massively because mm. I'm not even joking from like the age of two weeks everyone's like routine 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 and I'm like oh god okay routine. <sighs> and everyone's like you need to get into a routine you need to get into a routine so I'm like well, we don't have a routine and I'm stressing out and then I tried to follow this routine and it absolutely didn't work at all um, because he was just not I was like right okay 10 because he hasn't read the routine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like you're meant to nap right now and you're not napping um, but then everyone so many messages yesterday being like the routine will just fall into place uh, you know they'll find their own routine like stop stressing about it so I was like okay yeah. it's causing me more stress than it's worth so I'm not gonna I'm gonna try and just not stress about it well team made by mamas are completely on your side do not stress about a routine no, at don't. all neither of us had any fucking routine and actually okay, it's it was the second time round that you know we knew a little bit of what we were doing that things became yeah. slightly easy in that arena but like your baby's three months old and all those people that say to you you need to get into routine you can just turn around to them and say thank you so much for your advice I'm yeah gonna do it my way exactly and teeth. Yeah. And teeth. i mean zoe remembers when i tried to get into a routine <laughs> with Lord. axel i was uh, i'm not like a panicky person i've no, never felt so panicked in my entire life i was going <gasps> i'm supposed to be drinking water now i'm, I'm supposed <laughs> to be drinking where, where's the water bottle like uh, it <laughs> she, yeah, she came no. into the gym and she went she went right 931. Um, I need some water. You have to get me some water. I was like, okay, right. And she goes, in 15 minutes, I need to go for my wee break. And I was like, well, what if you don't need a wee? And she was like, but I have to wee because I haven't had one since I went for my last wee at seven o'clock this morning. And I was like, fuck, you've got to stop. Okay. Yeah. You have to stop immediately. This is awful for everyone. It lasted a day. <laughs> it did. Stop. Yeah, mine lasted a day. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. This is too stressful. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's, yeah, I think you were, yeah, you get to a place where you found your own flow. How old was your baby when that, when that happened? Oh, how old was he, George? I Probably think... about four months, five months. I don't know. I think it was earlier than that. I can't... Because we would go into the gym. We you, we didn't start being pals until the January because you said, I've seen your engagement announcement. So Axel must have been... Oh, he must have been six months, months then. Six months, yeah. yeah. August. Yeah, it must have been like six months. Yeah, he, yes, because he was feed, like 
it was the food yeah. thing when we yeah. were supposed to give him lunch and like I couldn't work out how I could fit in bottles and solids and I was like well I, I don't understand basically all I'll be doing all day is feeding yes oh, God. yeah 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 you got all that to come yeah exactly so 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 do you do you feel that you are in a position to just ignore and kind of you know I guess take on board the beautiful comments and leave behind the negativity um or do you feel that maybe you're in a position that you're in to be able to go up against them I think it really depends on how I'm feeling that day like if I'm having a good day and quite often it is, you know, I've been on main Chelsea for a long time. Like I'm used to trolls, I'm used to horrible comments. So I'm very good at just reading them and laughing at them or ignoring them. So yeah, I am quite, I'm pretty good at just, you know, taking the good, leaving the bad. But yeah. I do think, you know, there's like a slight insecurity as a first time mum that I'm like, gosh, I hope I am doing it all right. And I hope I am, you know, doing the best thing for him. And when people try and point things out, there are certain days where I'll be like oh no like maybe they've got a point like I don't know I think it's just being careful I guess about you know everyone's got their own way and that's what I'm realizing like everyone's got a different parenting way and no one is right or wrong but I think if you share absolutely everything then you're always going to get people giving their opinions yeah, yeah. you can't please everyone no. no what would you say you enjoy the most what parts are you enjoying just like him his personality like developing like just being with him really and like you can't ima- I can't imagine my life without him now it's only been three months I just think that's the most amazing thing every day there's like a little bit more of a change or you know the smiles and things like that they're just that's the best part definitely and have you had a date night with Cameron yet I have and Ooh. He, yeah my mum again sounds like a super mum on this podcast um she came and watched him and uh, we went for a nice little sushi date, which was, I mean, we went at like six o'clock and after an hour, I was like, okay, let's go now. But <laughs> I was like, it's still We've actually got a wedding, which is eight, wait, next summer and, I, and they've said no babies. And I'm like, God, am I going to be ready to leave him at that point? But obviously, ages away, don't have to think about it yet. I'm going to take a guess that, you, that you're that you going to be good. Because he'll be a year <laughs> yeah, then. I think he'll be a year. You get to go yeah. away. From- yeah. My friends who have got babies are like, you'll want to go trust me <laughs> by that point maybe yeah 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 you'll be running out the door <laughs> um, we would love to hear the best piece of advice that you have um, been given as a new mum or the piece of advice that you would impart on a new parent listening try not to compare your baby with other babies and to just trust your own instinct I love that love that and I mean, take us back a little bit because Zara and I haven't been at your stage for a while. So what products are you loving? Like what are the, you know, absolute must-haves? Yeah, for me, I absolutely love the baby, I don't know how to pronounce it, baby John Bouncer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So he didn't love that at the start and everyone was like, oh, they absolutely love them and he didn't love it at the start. But from around four weeks, he loved that. Um, and that's just ideal if you need to like do something yeah, and that. you don't yeah just to have your hands free for a little bit um so I would highly recommend that other things I love baby Maury they're zippy all-in-ones they're really yes. lovely like amazing quality and like so, so easy soft just get mm. on and off easily baby sling carriers I've using I'm using one from a brand called Nagel which I think is a Swedish brand okay. um, and that's been a really helpful thing for us just for him to like sleep on us and you can still have your hands free that's been really great I can see a little baby mat to the to the right of your screen yeah 
Cameron was actually like to me you need to stop ordering things now like we're running out of space and we've got like five of everything I was like no I'm still doing it what else a pump obviously like uh that's really handy if you're breastfeeding um, which one are you using the LV hands-free one is great oh yeah 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 amazing and they are expensive and I was like oh is this going to be worth it but it definitely is and it's really really handy I did not realize how many nappies and wipes you need um so they are so key and I use uh, a brand called Mama Bamboo which is like a sustainable brand um and they're really nice really gentle on the skin and yeah I've got so many and I've actually now got subscription with them so I don't have to think about the fact that they're going to run out they just arrive which is great what a great idea nappy subscription no pooey bums you know abandoned going forward yeah exactly Um, Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank Absolute you for having me. Delight. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank loved it. So and good much. luck. Thank you. Well, do you know what? It's been a week of Made in Chelsea because after we had this conversation with Tiffany, I then mm. went to the Just Giving Awards. It yeah. was that night and I watched Josh Patterson, Binky's ex, who was also oh, on the show, yeah. receive the, um, he basically got the highest accolade for fundraising. I like, the, you know, the greatest achievement award for all that he's done in terms of raising money in the last 12 months. Um, wow. And there was all of the cast of Made in Chelsea there that night. Oh, wow. It's like a who's who. <laughs> who are we going to get on next, next then? I yeah, hope you're yeah. tapping some people up, sniffing out who's going to get pregnant next. Lucy's husband was there, so oh. I should have gone over to you him. You definitely should have done. You were mm. not on your job that night. I was clearly. too busy. I was too busy having fun with Neil Jones from Strictly, who was sitting to the left of me, and um, Craig McLaughlin from Radio One. Oh. You know the Northern Irish presenter? Yes, I do. Look at you. I know, all hanging out with the big big time these days. (laughs) (laughs) But um, do you know what? I really loved that chat. And actually, we forgot to mention in the intro, and I think, you know, anyone listening to this, I think, like Zoe said, when you look at people who you think, you know, money's going to solve something. For instance, when Tiffany was talking about having a night nanny, um, and she didn't like it. I just no. think, you know, people are afraid to talk about having help because, you know, it is a privilege for sure. But I loved that she'd spoke about it, that she'd tried it and actually she didn't feel comfortable. And, you know, even when you've got all the help, if you've got your parents, if you've got whoever around, it doesn't always sit right and it doesn't always feel right. So it, there are, you know, there are challenges even when you've got everything in place for it to be easy. If you don't feel like you can let go or relax or whatever, then it, it's not, you know, it's still very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah. I loved, I loved her, you know, honesty around that subject. Actually, mm. I remember before Luna was born, I remember sitting my mum and sister down, being like, "Well, you know, when Isla was born, her mum got a night nanny and she was there, and I'm, you know, I th- we're just going to do the same, and it's going to be great because I'm going to get some." Sit. And she was like, "Are you sure?" Like knowing you the way that we yeah. know you, you're gonna you're gonna be all right with yeah. that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, be easy, easy. I never did it. I never wanted to do no. it. I never explored doing it. It just as soon as Luna came along, I didn't personal choice. Did not want anybody else to look after her through the night. That's just me. That's and I and in a way, I wish that I had because I would have had maybe a bit more yeah. time to have some sleep. But I didn't. I didn't. And so yeah, I think it's it's interesting hearing her on the, on her sort of thoughts around it to the actual reality of it. Mm, absolutely yeah, yeah. anyway it's, I yeah. just really enjoyed the chat you know as a whole I think me too she was absolutely brilliant so thank you so much Tiffany 
Yeah, and also just picking up that Neil Jones from Strictly chat, he's agreed to come on the podcast because his <gasps> partner, who was in Love Island, is giving birth any day now. So he said he'd love to come on. So that'd be a nice dad to chat to. Oh, wow, I can't wait. You need to tell me more about that. Listen to this, right? So he was on Strictly. He was married to Katia. And obviously that whole thing yes. happened. Yes. And then, bless him, like really, really hard time for him. And then he came out of all that disaster and then was watching Love Island with mm. some mates and stuff. Went it uh, went in. It was on, she was on the telly, and he was like, "Who's that?" And yeah. then they ended up meeting at some showbiz party, and then within three or four months, they were pregnant. <gasps> oh my gosh! Watch this space. Can't I want to create story. a baby with you? I know. How cool is that? That is, yeah. All right. Okay. We need to not talk about it because I would absolutely <laughs> cannot wait for him to come on and tell the story. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's going to be brilliant. Um. Anyway, um. Thank you so much for um listening to today's podcast. As always, if you could rate, review, subscribe, and please give the podcast a little follow, that would be amazing. Yeah, please do. And if you've got any suggestions for guests for these um, Tuesday episodes, then please do drop us a message. We're on Instagram at Made by Mummers, and we will be back on Friday. Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group.